Podcast. We bring you theatre news, theatre reviews, and theatre on That was a fun little joint intro we did there. Welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We are so parent trap. <gasps> I'm Hallie. No, I'm Hallie. <laughs> so this week on Theatre Club Podcast, we've got two reviews. Alice, you went to see Millennials at the other palace, and I went to see. I thought we were doing a pound trap thing where you'd say my thing. <laughs> Fine, whatever. We're clearly not. I thought you'd forgotten what you said. No, I said your one, I thought you were going to say mine. And we're going to do the secret to... handshake from the parent trap. What did I go and see? I thought I was playing Jesse the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was making you a sandwich. I don't know, I'm sorry. <laughs> you went to see the Rogers and Hammerstein musical South Pacific at Southwest Wells. I did indeed. That was a fun but, little Parent Trap thing. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Well, because last week we talked about Identical, the new musical based on Parent Trap, so it's all time. Which has had five-star reviews. Has it? Yeah. Oh, I really hope it transfers it's down really good to reviews. London. Anyway, let's, before we do those reviews, as always, we'll start with Alice's top tip. So my top tip this week is that Oklahoma the production we went to see at the Young Vic, is transferring to the West End. So it's gone from New York to to the Young Vic and now to the West End. And now it's going to the West End. Yeah, it's going to Wyndham's Theatre. That's so funny because just today I was listening to the cast recording, the Broadway cast recording, and I was just thinking, I I just wish I'd seen it one more time. Yeah, because we weren't ready for it almost. We it was... Now I know what's going to happen and what I'm about yeah. to see, I'm like, oh, I can settle in. Yeah, like go back and listen to our review if you haven't already. It's a couple of episodes ago now, but we were quite like, we were shook. Yeah, shooketh. We were shooketh. Because it's a very bold, bold production. Yeah, it's a kind of like, they've turned it on its head a bit and they've like, explored some of the darker elements or like the things that haven't maybe necessarily like got that good with time you know yeah, like tricky like, things they've kind of yeah, like went into that well it's curly not just like a weird character you know he's maybe not the he's the got some male serious issues yeah um, that's so exciting does it do they have a theater announced yet so oklahoma is transferring to Wyndham's theater in the west end Wyndham's interesting. So we, Life of Pi is currently on at Wyndham's. What have we seen there? I saw people. Do you saw people places things? I as saw well? people places things. That's probably the last time I've been. Okay, so from my memory, that is not too bad, too much. You know, like sometimes the old theatre. Yes. Did we see Scottsboro Boys there? No, okay, that's Eric. Because that's the one that we're like, whoa. Yep. That's, yes. Yeah. But this um, one, I think, I remember it being quite open. So like, but this production is a thrust stage. So at the Young Vic, we sat on either side. I wonder how it's always interesting to see how they reinterpret a thrust stage for an older theatre where you've got the the two balcony levels. That's going to be a more interesting because it was a bit immersive, wasn't it? So, yeah, we were sort of part of the like the opening scene is this sort yeah. of cookout, and we were like the people at the picnic. And at the Young Vic, there's one gallery level, so that that was fine to look down on it. But I wonder if you're in an upper circle of a normal theatre, what that's going to be like. Whether they'll get rid of thrust altogether and do it on the proscenium. Interesting. So that's I'm... my top tip for this week. If you want to see Oklahoma, sign up to the um, priority booking, and then as soon as those tickets are on sale, you'll have an email. Buy your ticket. It's really good. Do they have really any good. dates in... February 2023. February. And does it say how long the run's going to be? It doesn't. Interesting. Well, I'm definitely, definitely going to go again. So that's Daniel Fish is the director. It's Daniel Fish's production. And I will 100% see it again. Oh, and I really want to take people to see it. Yeah. Because they'll either be like, wow, it's made me see it by in a whole new light. Or they'll... I, I was just thinking, I, I wonder if... Mum would love it. I, I was exactly thinking I the think same thing. I think she wouldn't like it. Don't you? Well, I think she would. 
Oh, I don't we'll know. Have now you've said that. We'll have to take her What don't you think she'll like about it? Mm, well, it's quite dark. Yeah. And it's sort of reinterpreting a piece and... I'm not sure whether she'll like that. It's shining well, she, a light on what, the on the things that aren't. But what she loves about Oklahoma is she loves the song Oklahoma and that big. It's like a big joyful moment at oh, the end yeah. of the regular production, and in this production, it definitely ain't that. Okay, it's, I'm now I've I've now envisaged the conversation on the way home yes. where she's like, mm, "That's the thing that I'm," in. and you're like, yeah. "Yeah, okay, this is a this is a fail. <laughs> we should have taken that. Maybe we won't take it." <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm so excited for that. That's very, very, very exciting news. Yeah, thought, it's just thought, so. It's such a cool production. It's the only word 100%. I can use to describe it. Like, well, it's I'm really cool. Okay, so Oklahoma is top tip, and we're really excited about it. Well, let's move on to another kind of exciting thing that's dropped because I feel like since COVID, there hasn't like you know we used to kind of go and see smaller theatres, especially rep theatres like the Young Vic, would release a whole season of work like upcoming work for almost the next year and we would book it all up but since covid that hasn't really happened they haven't dropped like a full season of shows things have been kind of that is coming kind in. of true actually we remember? used to like the national or yeah the old vehicle the um do you know what we used to do the donmar sometimes we'd be yeah. like two or three shows at the donmar and they've been kind of drip feeding more wet but the almeida has kind of got back on form and that was another one of our faves to do they have just announced their new season autumn 22 to spring 23 and it's very exciting oh my god talk me through it have you not seen any well i saw a headline about streetcar named desire okay. and i was like well, i'm excited about that let's start with that one okay then. so streetcar named desire the tennessee williams play we saw a production of the young vic with and Jenny. movie oscar it's Jenny. a famous movie it's a famous movie with marlon brando many people know that if for anyone who doesn't know it's tennessee williams it's set in the south it's it's a great play it's a great movie and this production is going to be directed by Rebecca Frecknell, and she did Summer and Smoke, which was a much lesser known Tennessee Williams play that she kind of brought to a whole new audience. And everyone was like, wow, how is Summer and Smoke not a better known play? This production's amazing. And she's, of course, now gone on to direct the, the absolute smash hit Cabaret that is currently on in the West End. Oh. So she's she's hot shit. Yeah. And so she's coming back to the Almeida to do another Tennessee Williams and that's so exciting. Talk just me the casting. Itself. Well, the casting's what got, has got everyone a titter because yeah. it's going to star Paul Meskell, who was in Normal People. Did you watch Normal People? Normal People, Normal People. It was on oh, BBC based sexy. on the book. Yeah, yeah. Sally Rooney book. Okay, based yeah. On Sally Rooney book. So I think everyone's very excited for his casting. He's kind of the big headline casting of this. Yeah. Um, and then it's also going to be uh, Lydia Wilson and and Jana Vassan. That's the, the core cast. And also just because of what Rebecca Frecknell did with Summer and Smoke, mm. um, I'd be really interested to see her streetcar. It's going to be atmospheric. Me too. So what are the dates for streetcar? So the dates for that one, Christmas show, it's going to start on the 10th of December, but it's going to run through until February the 4th. So that's their second announced show. So let's go back take it back and go to the first show, which is also very exciting. It's a new musical based on the life of Tammy Faye. Who <gasps> I was loved the... that film. Yes, yeah, so they did a film recently. Jessica Chastain won the Academy Award for it. She played Tammy Faye, who was a real-life character. She was married to an evangelical preacher, right, who had... They made like millions and millions of pounds. They had a whole empire basically. They had around. a they had a TV channel, a religious TV, TV channel, channel that was yeah. like live. They used to sell stuff. They used to raise money. They they were like minted. And then it turns out he was basically a crook and had been doing dodgy dealings. He I think went to prison. And she I don't think she had anything to do with it. But she's kind of a camp icon because of like her makeup. Yeah, but it wasn't just that. She at that time 
there was obviously like so much homophobia and she was the one to say that gay people should be accepted and loved by Jesus and God and like yeah so that's why she's a gay icon as well yes and she had somebody with AIDS um come onto her show yes in the 80s yeah in the 80s and um people at that time were just like oh my god they should be in hospital like don't come near she was like come on I'm gonna give you a hug like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just talk about what this is and explain it to people because people are really scared. Well, I've not seen the film with Jessica Chastain yet. Have you seen it? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. It's okay. really good. I need to watch that. I mean, that. it's long. Everything's too long these and days. Andrew, Andrew Garfield played the husband. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. She well. spent hours and hours in makeup to be like to be made to look like her. Well, like seven hours or something. Insane. Well, this production is going to star Katie Braben, who was in the UK production of Carol King, the musical, which we did not see, but she was got rave reviews for that. So that's very exciting. And playing Tammy's husband, um, Tony, is Andrew Reynolds from the Book of Mormon and Girls and various other things. So that's I'm, like... Jaw is on the ground. Yeah, that's some pretty major... I mean, I might should we buy two, two tickets? Should we see it twice? I just need to. So who's doing the music and lyrics, you ask? Who's doing the music and lyrics, Oscar? Music by Elton John. Lyrics by Jake Shears of the Scissor Sisters. So a premier musical. Yeah, a premier like, musical. Actually, I don't know if it's that music and lyrics way around. It just says it's a new musical from Elton John and Jake Shears. And it's at the Almeida. Like, that's such a great booking. Yeah. And who wrote it? Who? James Graham, who wrote Ink, the smash hit Almeida play that we loved. Oh, great. And it's being directed by Rupert Gould, who is the artistic director um, and has directed various smash hit productions there. So this is like they're back with a bang. Wow. Yeah, so this that's super exciting, and that premieres in October. Just run through. Okay, so we've done Streetcar Named Desire. That was a new musical about Tammy Faye. And that's the first one up. Then we have a play that I'm not aware of, which is called Women Beware the Devil, which is going to be February next year, also directed by Rupert Gould, um, and it's a play about treachery, trickery, by the award-winning playwright Lulu Raxa, mm-hmm. who wrote Antigone, which I haven't seen, but... Um, Isn't it Antigone? Antigone. Uh, oh, yes, I, that sounds better. I don't, I don't know. know. Right in. <laughs> um, so finally, we have another new musical, which is based on the book The Secret Life of Bees, which is a very famous book. Um, they made a movie of it with like Jennifer Hudson, Queen Latifah, Elle Fanning, Elle Dakota Fanning maybe, mm-hmm. um, about a girl. Um, she goes to Louisiana. Um, it's set on around the civil rights movement in America, in Louisiana. And there's a brand new musical. And the playwright... Also, second musical at the Yes, Almeida. another brand new musical, which is very exciting. And this one's going to be written by playwright Lynn Nottage, who wrote the Pulitzer Prize-winning play Sweat, but also she's just done the book for the MJ, Michael Jackson musical. With Christopher Wilden, who's done the choreography. Yes. And composer Duncan Sheik, who was the composer of Spring Awakening that mm-hmm. we liked recently. We did. Considering I don't like rock musicals, I was quite surprised, like pleasantly surprised by the score. So that's kind of another exciting, you know, I don't know this book, but it's a famous book by Sue Monk Kid. I'm sure lots of people do How know many, it. Does it say what cast is involved? No casting for this one yet. Okay. Um, and it's not until April 2023. Okay. So that's such an exciting season and it's just exciting to have a full season back at one of these theatres. So that's two musicals. Two and musicals. one play. Uh, two plays, because we've got Streetcar. And, and Antigone. Have, um, from the author of Antigone, we have a new play called Women Beware the Devil. Yes. So, I'm already, I already have anxiety. I mean, I like the Almeida booking so ticket, system is always... Well, it's, it's a small theatre, so there's not a lot of seats per performance. 
and tickets go on sale to the general public on Tuesday the 6th of September at 12pm. Almeida Friends, which is their membership programme, which is £70 a year, and what that gives you is early access from Friday the 2nd of September. Do we, Do pay, we pay £70, 70 pounds to become to a member? in that thing? Because... It just takes the pressure off. I'm just scared of on September 6th trying to, like, desperately get tickets for all those shows. I, I really I've been in so see... much stress with the Almeida booking system that mm-hmm. I can see in my head what their booking system's like. Mm-hmm. It's a walking man on a blue, on a white mm-hmm. track and it says you're number 16752 in the queue. Well, that's a decision that we and all the dear listeners are going to have to look inside their souls <laughs> and make this decision. Or we just, usually, we are also trying to get cheap tickets or you don't pay the £70 and you just oh, there's only 60 quid seats left. Do we grab those? It's kind of one or the other, I think. I if think you want those cheaper, better value seats, I think you've got to get in there early because they'll go. I think we see all the shows and we see them all cheaply, which is what we always do. We and spend we like twenty five pounds max for a ticket, and we spend and the, we spend 70, the quid. seventy quid. Mm, okay, I like that idea. That's such an exciting season. So let's run through this again one more time. We have the new season, which starts in October with the new Elton John. Tammy Faye musical. We then have, from December, the new Rebecca Frecknell production of Street Con Desire. We then, in February, have a premiere of a new play called Woman Beware the Devil. And then in April next year, we have a new musical of The Secret Life of Bees. And tickets go on sale if you're now made a friend, which costs £70 for the year. They go on sale on Friday, the 2nd of September at 12pm. And then they go on sale to the general public on Tuesday, the 6th of September at 12pm. But you want to get in that online queue probably eleven. So Do you think it would be shady if we said to like like a friend or like mum or I don't know, like somebody that we know will want to come, hey, do you want to come? Um and then they go, Yes, we are, and then we add we add the membership fee with that we split with that onto their booking and say you yeah. need to transfer me this much. Well if someone wants to come and see What if they get to the theatre and look at the ticket and they That's go true. Oh, it was only twenty and you told me it was thirty. Well, you could say, you know, we can ask, say, does anyone want to come? We're going to get priority booking. You can make a contribution. Or you can... It won't be like a or full... Or you can take your book and charge book on the 6th yeah, of September. but if you want us to book for you, there'll be a small admin fee of... And then how many people come on board our pyramid scheme? <laughs> <laughs> it, will, it will go and down in price. When we ask them, we're like, listen, if you want to extend this to your friends, we will set you up. You yeah. don't need to do anything. Basically, we will it's tell a sort you. of formation, like... One at the top and then the two below. It's like a pyramid shape scheme. Don't focus on that though. Don't think about the shape. All you need to think about is that it will cost you nothing. That's ten pounds that we're charging you. All you need you to do. That. You get five from each of your friends, yeah. Yeah. So that's our made us new season and our new pyramid scheme. Um let's do our reviews of two shows that, as we mentioned, are probably gonna be closed soon. However, South Pacific is going on a tour. So should we start with South Pacific, yes. which I went to see? So this is the Chichester Festival Theatre, directed by Daniel Evans, who mm-hmm. is the artistic director there. It was on in 2021, I want to say. And it is now transferred to Sadler's Wells in London, where it had a run um, across July and August, and it closed on August the 28th. However, it is now going on tour, and I will give tour dates for South Pacific at the end, but of course you can look those up online too. Um, and this is a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, like we were talking about Oklahoma, which was their first collaboration together. They then did Carousel, which is also a bit sort of iffy, I feel, as mm-hmm. a show. And then their third collaboration was South Pacific, and it was, you know, it's a huge, um, very popular, very well thought of show. And this production 
is quite classical in its approach to it. I think Not South like Pacific Oklahoma. was like a very successful film back in the 50s, was it, or something? Yeah, I think it was one of the more successful of the films yeah. they did, although they did the weird colour filter thing on it. Yeah, but I just remember like that being one of the musicals that you'd see on TV like, when we yeah. were younger. But we never really were South Pacific kids. No. We were Sound of Music, maybe a bit of Oklahoma. Singing in the Rain. Yeah. I'm talking about Rodgers and Hammerstein oh, ones. sorry. Out of oh, the Rodgers and Hammerstein oeuvre, I'm saying we were kind of more Sound of Music primarily. So that's kind of... But South Pacific, so I didn't really know it, suffice to say, when I went to see it at yeah. Sadler's Wells. And it's set on a Pacific island during the Second World War when the Americans are based there, obviously because they're going to war with Japan. Mm-hmm. And it centres on the American troops that are there and um, a French... Um, what's the word? He's like a, I think he's a farmer, or you know, he has a plantation. He has a plantation, a French plantation owner who's there who who gets roped in to to help the war effort, and he starts a romance with a young nurse. So the the lead pair in this are Julian Ovenden and Gina Beck, and they're both fantastic singers. And that's I think when you go and see a kind of classic production of a Rodgers and Hammerstein, that's what you want. And Julian Ovenden really has like an amazing voice. He often sings at the proms. He's like a proper kind of, not like operatic, but a proper big singer with a really rich voice. And so that was amazing. He kind of got a standing ovation for his solo song. Really? It. Yeah, because he's what, got... What, performance At the end. Oh, at of the his, end. But, but mid, you know, mid-act, a couple of people stood up because it's... Roger and Hammerstein do write those big ballads for men like My Boy Bill from Carousel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a big... And he really does deliver it. And it's that was pretty impressive. And this has some great songs in it. Even though I've never seen it, I kind of know One Enchanted Evening is a really famous one. Yes. Wash That Man Right Out of My Hair. Yep, I remember that. Happy Talk. Yep. So some really... Yeah, some memorable songs that as they came up I was like oh and then there's even some that I can't think of now that when they came up I'm like oh I know that mm-hmm. I know that one like I said quite a classic production but really well staged Daniel Evans really knows how to do a musical it was very dynamic because Rodgers and Hammerstein do write it's quite slow paced isn't it they don't do up tempo there's no like luck be a lady tonight wash that man right out of my hair is kind of as up tempo or nothing like a yeah, dame yeah quite swoony yeah, but yeah, and even their more comedic or up tempo songs, they're not actually up tempo. They're quite yes, gentle. So I, yeah, so I thought he with the ensemble did some really good work, and the opening was really cool. It really kind of focused on the fact that the American troops were slight, kind of not invading the island, but yeah, they they turned up, and I'm sure the the islanders didn't have much say as to whether or not the Americans put their base there. So that those kind of elements were worked in more. It's an unusual story because the the main lead she is like one of the hurdles to their romance is that she's racist so that's quite unusual yeah because when she discovers that he's had children with an islander yeah she can't get past it and she sort of says to him i just can't and the the musical is about race rogers and hammerstein really wanted to look at that and there's a song that follows on from that scene called it has to be taught Mm -hmm. which is like a scathing especially for the time a scathing you know indictment of racism and how it's drummed into children and how people are taught to be ignorant and racist so but it is quite a new is you know i think if it was made nowadays there'd be more focused on her turnaround because we find out she's basically racist and then 
she sort of discovers that, you know, she was silly to be so racist and that love conquers all and that it doesn't matter to her, which is a nice sentiment, but there's not enough really put into how she gets there. Like, prejudice one minute, kind of not the next. But I thought they tackled it well and they tackled it really head on. Mm -hmm. They didn't try and change it. They didn't try and make her less racist. They kind of presented that bit really blunt, Mm -hmm. which I thought was the right thing to do because then you're like, yeah, this is of its time and that's how they were dealing with it. And yeah. Um, so I thought it was really good. And just, yeah, generally, I thought it was a really good production. I mean, obviously, the the characters, the Islander characters, don't have a lot to do. And that's just part of the text. And so that's kind of an issue with it. that they, But they do try and give them more here. So it opens with Liat, who's the young, the second sort of love interest with Rob Hochen, um, his character, forget all the names now but um it opens with her doing a traditional dance so they've kind of put some more dance elements in to help yeah i was wondering what the dancing was like dancing was really good not full-on um there's no dream ballet in this unlike is there the dream ballet there's not really whereas oklahoma and carousel both had the big dream ballets there's not but there's some fun ensemble numbers obviously with nothing like a dame all the the sailors kind of there's like those big group numbers but it's not dance dance heavy Mm -hmm that it's got some fun, fun moments. And I would, yeah, I think I'd really recommend it. I'm really glad I've seen it because I wanted to kind of tick off um, South Pacific. Yeah. And it was actually, I was like pleasantly surprised by it. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I think it's just a good, it's a classic production. It's totally different than the Oklahoma we were talking about where we were like, wow, this is revelatory. This isn't that, but the voices were amazing. Gina Beck, um, Julian Ovingdon, Rob Hochin, who I just mentioned, who's got a fantastic voice. He's, he was in Les Mis last year. I saw him in Light in the Piazza as well. His voice is incredible as well. Joanna Ample was really good, although that was another change they made to kind of make it less awkward. So Happy Talk is quite an upbeat song, if anyone knows Happy Talk. And it comes, I didn't know the context of it. It's when she's trying to persuade him to marry her daughter, Liat. And the up-temponess would have felt a bit weird. And in this, they they make it a bit more sombre and it's more like an impassioned plea. Like, she's like, just ignore your prejudice and just think happy. Like, And it's a bit more heartbreaking than if they'd done it up-tempo. So I thought that was quite a clever choice. It was a shame that we didn't get the classic happy talk we kind of, that I am familiar with, but it worked much better dramatically to have it not be this light-hearted number where it's, because it's sung in slightly broken English as well. This made it much more, um, it, it it was a clever way of doing it, I thought, to kind of sidestep that slightly tonally. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was brilliant. So there's still a chance to see it for people outside of London. So South Pacific, the Chichester Festival Theatre Production, which the website I think is called southpacificshow.com. Okay. And you can find all the tour dates there and it's going to Dublin, Newcastle, Birmingham, Glasgow, Cardiff, Nottingham, Edinburgh, Leeds and Canterbury but only for a week at each venue okay so it runs up until the 19th of November 2022 so a short tour a week in each place but I would highly recommend if anyone is a fan definitely see this production because I think it's a really good one they've made a few tweaks to make it feel modern how much should people be paying like what would you say is a good price to pay for this if you like South Pacific, this is a, a really brilliant production. So pay whatever you would pay to see a top rate show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't. I, this for me, I think pay what you're happy to pay. I think it's well worth. The and if money. it came back like to Sadler's Wells in a year, and somebody was listening to this review, and they were like, you know, should I go? Should I not go? Are you like saying get a twenty quid ticket, or are you saying no, spend like forty five fifty? 
I uh, yeah, I'd say spend forty five. It's a really good production. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it was much better than the last Carousel I've seen. I think South Pacific. I didn't know it. I think it's a better show, mm-hmm. and I think this is a yeah, a really good production. Some really good performances. It didn't drag too much, even though it's fairly long. Um, the set was quite simple but effective, and like I said, Daniel Evans does some really good things with like movement, and it does really barrel along and has some great songs great performances and all the cast I've mentioned are going on the tour so you'll get all those kind of top-notch West End performers so that was South Pacific um, and you can find tickets at your local (laughs) theatre okay well I've got a show that I would like to tell you about which is called Millennials it's at the Other Palace Mm mm-hmm and it is a brand new British musical which turns up the microphone on the lives, the losses and the frustrations of young people in the modern world. So it's sung all the way through. It's like a song cycle. Yeah. And the cast are all like young millennials and it's written by a millennial as well. Mm-hmm. Um, directed by Hannah Benson, writer and composer Elliot Clay. And when you get in, it looks like a girl's bedroom kind of there's a ball pit there's like pink foil all over the walls and they've opened it up half an hour before the performance so that you can go and like take it, photos or is it in the studio downstairs then sorry yeah it's in yeah. the studio downstairs so there's only cool. like the downstairs bit where there's all this sort of ball pit and the foil on the walls and places to take photos and then there's the upstairs gallery seating yeah. we were upstairs but there's a bar um, and you, it's kind of like a very casual, it feels very comfy when you go in there. You're just like, people are just sort of sat around taking Brand photos. Manual. Yeah. And it was really nice to see a friendly face, which was JJ Richard Noel. From who Six. We, yeah, who we saw in Six and also interviewed. Yeah, our best name. And her song was amazing, but like, I actually really liked one of her songs, but she had a microphone issue. Oh no. And halfway through I could see she was just like I, my radio my um you know she had like a yeah what are they called is it radio mic uh, like a mic on your face yeah, yeah. yeah. it just wasn't called. working so oh, she just no. pulled it away and then somebody ran on with a microphone that then didn't work so halfway no. through you could see she was just like you know what I'm going for it she just put her hand down by her side and she just sung out she's got the pipes yeah That's and cool. afterwards I saw her afterwards and we were like that was amazing She's yeah. Like, yeah, I just had to. She's got to do it. But she like it was great, and it actually yeah. kind of made the atmosphere yes. really good because yeah, it's a really small, like... like it's a really small studio, and everyone in there afterwards was like, "Woo woo!" Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fun. I mean, it's a song cycle. The last song cycle I saw, Fiverr at the Southwark Playhouse, I hated, but we saw Jason Robert Brown's "Songs for a New World" song cycle at the Other Palace with Cynthia Erivo and Jenna Russell, and loved it. So. How does this um, compare? Well, like, what are the songs like, basically? The songs are, the are about songs the frustrations of young people, so mm-hmm. about loss, about, yeah, the modern world and how they're finding it. But none... I And I liked all the songs individually. They didn't really link, seem to link together. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's fine for that's me fine. For song cycle, yeah. Um, and it was really... One of the songs, I can't remember what it was called, it was in the second... There's a sort of 15-minute break. It's not an interval. The whole thing's only an hour and 15 minutes, which I love. Yes. There was amazing. a break, and in the second half, I came in and I was like, the atmosphere has changed and I couldn't put my finger on what it just felt but more uplifting mm-hmm. and the songs they, they did like a big ensemble song and it was so much fun confetti it was feel cool. good I left and I was like that was really good fun okay, I don't know what we, happened yeah. I couldn't tell you a single thing about what like any of those songs were about really but it was bloody good fun 
were they sort of musical theatre sounding or were they more like towards a six kind of vibe of like modern poppy? It was towards a six kind of vibe, okay. modern poppy. Yeah. Um, you know, like a bit of swearing, like yeah, not yeah. loads, yeah. but it was really fun. I wonder if they'll do a cast recording. I'd like to listen to some of the songs. I'll have to look up. Can you tell me who the composer was of Millennials again? So you this is... Them up. So Millennials is written and composed by Elliot Clay. Elliot Clay, okay. And the director is Hannah Benson. Mm-hmm. who's like in her 20s she's like really wow. young and putting on a play at the yeah. I think it's amazing and the cast were incredible all of them there was one two three four there were seven members of cast they were all incredible I, I can't even pick one of like they were all just yeah. brilliant um you had been so stressed out beforehand though ask wow. I have to admit so me and two girls from work went to see this and we went for some drinks after work and then went for drinks at the pub next to the theatre as well yeah we the show starts at eight. Mm. We ordered our food at half seven. Oi, oi, oi. We just ordered like picky bits, chips, yeah. like not nothing that would mm. not like mains. Mm. Still half seven. I know, and the food didn't come out until ten to eight. Oof. We've all been there, but it's not fun. It really wasn't fun. You would have literally been like, "We're not eating." Yeah, and I'd have been like putting it in my backpack. Yeah, and... my two friends were just being so, so casual, and cool. so casual. And I had, like, made that decision where I was like... I'll just be cool and casual as well. I'm going to be cool and casual as well. Also, because this isn't a show where I am gagging to see it. You know, it's not, like, one of my favourite... I don't miss the overture of, Merrily we roll along. I would be like, I will be... When the doors open, I will be there. Yeah. This was like, oh, this is just a midweek thing we're doing for fun. I know nothing about this, so whatever. And so I just went along. We left the pub at eight. I mean, it is right next door, so I guess you just walk straight in. You literally open one door and then into the other, and then you're straight in. Oh, and obviously, because it was a gallery, yeah. we weren't coming through that's seats. That's true. So it's absolutely fine. And the girl's like, should we get a drink? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to get a drink. I mean, the Ooh. show started three minutes ago, yeah. and we're like... It's not a gig. Yeah. Even though it's a song site. But yeah, it was nice having that 10-minute pause. So yeah, Millennials Ooh. is on at the Other Palace until the 2nd of September. 2nd of September, I feel like by the time this podcast is up, it might have finished. But let's all keep our eyes on... Elliot Clay. And Hannah Benson. And Hannah Benson. And obviously wanna, we love yeah, seeing JJ I'm going to have to look this up after we do this podcast. I'm sure some of them have probably gone on their socials or something. I'm sure they've probably posted a few songs online. So I'll have a listen. Well, in our last episode, we mm-hmm. didn't know what was coming up. And then we've both been to see something kind of on a whim. And again, I don't really know what's coming up for us next. However... I keep saying this, but Tina Turner, the musical, is closing soon, and I might try and go and see that for my birthday, is what I might go and do. So that might be the next thing I see. You've already reviewed it on this podcast, but I'll give my two cents. My review of the Tina musical is it's fine slash good. Fine slash good. Yeah. It's Tina Turner. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go sit anyway, because I feel like it is a birthday kind of show to see. It Just is. A bit of you nonsense. can go to the Old Witch, get like a nice meal before. And Rory likes Tina Turner, so he'll, yeah. he'll want to see it. So yeah, hopefully there'll be a review of that in the next episode and who knows what else. But again, as always, thank you so much for listening to Theatre Club Podcast. Oh, can we also make, say special thanks to our listeners who pointed out on our Instagram at Theatre Club Podcast the other day. Oh, yes. In our last episode, I was saying that I... I really want to see Beauty and the Beast, which is at the Palladium in London. The tickets are extortionately expensive, and I was like, I just don't know how we're going to see this. And then people were yeah, writing like to us on Instagram, being like, 
Have you not heard about Magic Mondays on Disney? So we've signed up to that now. You log on on Monday at 12 o'clock onto the Disney website that is doing this Magic Mondays. And you can... I got a ticket. I didn't see it, but I got the ticket. And then you didn't get one, so I released the ticket. And it was a good exercise in how we do it. And if we want to go see Frozen at some point, maybe we'll try doing Frozen that way, because it's all the Disney shows. No, I'm not interested in Frozen. You're not interested in Frozen? I thought you were the one who was interested. Yeah, do you know what? I've realised... Very good. I've realised, although I would be up for seeing it, the thought of having a five-year-old kicking mm. the back of my chair for the entire thing, which is what it will be. 100%. It is like... It doesn't matter what day you go, what night you go. That's that is true. Gonna it's not like wicked. Children. It's like it's yeah. like wicked, but with even younger kids. Yeah. Okay, fine. I yeah. I'm actually not it. that fussed either. Can't risk it. So I thought you were the one that wanted to go and I was just going to... No, I was super off for going. I do like the film. No, let's try and do Beauty and the Beast before that closes. I don't know if we'll have to... We'll try next Monday. Yeah, But perfect. thank you to our lovely listeners who pointed that out to us. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good week.